Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today we are learning Daf Mem Gimel Amr Aleph, and we will begin with the second to last line of Mem Beis Amud Beis, Rabbi Eliezer Oimer Nashim. The Mishnah had said that Rabbi Eliezer says that the same thing that the same halacha that applies to all the different mixtures of foods that were mentioned in the beginning of the Mishnah apply as well to tachshite nashim. Tachshite nashim is like the adornments of women. And the question is that the, what, what the Gemara understands that to mean is that women put like besamim on them, the Gemaras that talk about the fact that women would like... For the purpose of of masking body odor and things like that, they would hang from their neck or something. They would hang besamim. They would use different types of makeup in their eyes and on their faces, and and none of those things have anything remotely similar to chametz. So that's what the Gemara wants to figure out. Tachshite noshim You think that we that Rabbi Eliezer is saying that you can't have Tachshite uh, Nashim, there's no chametz in Tachshite Nashim. So says the Gemara, Elo Eima Afti Pule Nashim. What we mean is, even like the ointments that women use, the creams or the ointments that women use, which as we'll see, sometimes they did contain chametz. The Omar Rabbi Yehuda Omar Rav. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Benois Yisrael Shehegiu Lepirkon. So, in other, apparently, as a person gets older, they start to grow hair in different private places. And the the um, the way it was in those days, the way the culture was in those days, is that it wasn't considered something to be ashamed of unless you weren't really old enough to have that sign of maturity if a, if a woman was not was was a child and, and and she was starting to develop that would be a source of busha and these girls would put on ointments on their skin to remove the hair so different women depending on how much money how much how wealthy they were they were able to use higher level stuff so the poor girls had to use, you know, very basic stuff, even if that was hard on the skin. The wealthier girls were able to use better stuff. The very wealthy girls were able to use stuff that also had very good qualities for the skin. So let's see that inside. So if there was Higia Lepirkon, if it reached their time, meaning that they started to develop, but but they didn't reach the years. In other words, they're not really old enough for that. So benois aniim, the daughters of aniim, meaning the poor girls, teiflois oisam besid, they would rub on sid, which is lime, which which was like acidic. It would take off the hair, but it probably was pretty tough on the skin as well. Benois ashirim, the daughters of the wealthier people, teiflois oisam besilus, they would use a mixture that had fine flour in it, which, by the way. Here's where you see chametz and the ointments of women. There's this that, that the benois ashirim would do. Benois melachim, the daughters of kings, in other words, the super wealthy, uh, you know, the, the royalty, the royal family, so they would use b'shem and hamar, they would use an, a, 
a very special oil called Shemen Hamor. Where do you find that there's something called Shemen Hamor, which is used by the royalty? Well, you see it, it's very interesting, in Megillas Esther, when Esther Hamalka is taken to the palace and is given the product that a, a woman needs in order to prepare herself, to present herself to the king, we see that she was given Shemen Hamar. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, that the derech was Shisha Chadashim B'Shemen Hamar, that her skin would be treated for six months with Shemen Hamar. My Shemen Hamar, what was this Shemen Hamar? So there are two shitas here. Ravuna Bar Yirmiya Oimer. Ravuna Bar Yirmiya says that it's Sateches. Sateches is a type of product. We're not familiar with what it is. Rashi himself says Loi Isparish. It's not explained what it is. Rav Yirmiya Bar Abba Omar. Rav Yirmiya Bar Abba says that we, and this we do know what it is, that it's Shemen Zayis, that it's olive oil, but it's not just any olive oil. It's Shemen Zayis Shaloi Hevi Shlish. It's shemen, it's olive oil that was squeezed out of olives that were, that were only, that were less than a third grown. So they were early on in the growth of the fruit. Um, why was, what, what was the point of rubbing the skin with, with, specifically with oil that was from fruits that were, that were not ripe? So let's see. Tanya, we learned in a brisa, Rabbi Yehuda, Oimer Rabbi Yehuda says, and piknin, and piknin is a certain product. What is this? So um, it's, it's negeya to hilchas menachis. So, but 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 Rabbi Huda explains that it's shemen zayis shalehevi shlish. It's it's olive oil from olives that did not grow a third. Okay, and then here the Gemara asks, "Velama sachinoi say why did they rub their skin with this particular type of olive oil?" So the Brisa explains mipnei because it does two things. Shemeshir es haseor it removes hair. Umeadein es habasar and it makes the skin very good. It like softens and shines the skin. So it was like the best case scenario to use on the skin, but it was super expensive. So because of that, it was only used by royalty. Okay, now the Gemara went on like this. The, the Mishnah brings, in the, the beginning of the third parak, the Mishnah brings a, a, a list of seven products, different products. And, and then the Mishnah ends off and says, Zehaklal, this is the rule. Kol shahumi min dagon, anything that comes from one of the five grains is chayev on Pesach. <coughs> now, the question is, and this is what we're about to get to, What's the point of listing all the different products if anyway you're going to end off and say anything that's made out of the five grains? So the Gemara goes through this now with a fascinating story. Zakti Gemara Tanya, we learned in a brisa. Omar Rabbi Yehoshua, Rabbi Yehoshua said, V'chimei achar sheshoninu kol shehu min dogon hareze oiver bepesach. Once the Mishnah says that anything that comes from grain, your oiver balyuroi balyimotze, if you have it in your Rishos on Pesach, so lama manu chachamim es elu. Why did the chachamim specifically count these different types of products to tell you that you can't have them in your house on Pesach? Says the, says the Brisa, you know why the chachamim did that? 
כדי שיהי רוגל בהן ובשמוי סיין. So that a person should be accustomed to them and to their names. Meaning that we wanted you to know which products have chametz in them. Many of these products are products that, that, that they're not made out of chametz, but rather chametz is one of the ingredients. So the Mishnah wants to teach you that these are things that have chametz. You know, like it's interesting, uh, Bizman Azeh, for example, let's say glue. So it be, it's, it's like Yodua in the world that glue could have chametz in it. Now, whether you're allowed to have it in your house on Pesach, you're not allowed to, you should sell it, you shouldn't sell it. Those are the particulars of the halacha lemaisa, but it's beneficial that you didn't know that that's something that could have chametz in it. Or certain types of makeup could have chametz in it. Again, you have to know what the halacha is, but the knowledge that they could have chametz educates us enough to know how to, how to handle them properly. And how the Gemara says a Maisa, this story has nothing to do with Pesach, it has to do with Basar Bechalov, but you see how important it is to know products. The Gemara says, this is the Brisa, Ki Ho Dehahu Bar Ma'arava. It was like the, the um, there was this, this person from Eretz Yisrael, that Ikla Lebavel, that he showed up in Bavel, Havabisra Bahadei, there was meat with him, in other words, he was fleshing, he was eating meat. Omar Luhu, he said to his host, if you don't mind, Krivuli mitchilta. Give me from the tchilta. What's the tchilta? Tchilta is some kind of uh, um, uh, food to be able to, you know, to eat bread with. So they, when they heard that he wanted something like to dip his bread in, Shoma de Amri, he heard that what they were saying was, they didn't give him exactly the product he asked for. What they heard, what he heard them saying, Krivulei Kusach, bring him Kusach. Kusach is actually one of the products mentioned in our Mishnah. And, and Kusach has chametz in it, but what's Nagea to this story is that Kusach also has milk in it. So Kivon Deshoma Kusach, when he heard that he's being served Kusach, Pirish, he separated himself. In other words, because he knew what the ingredients were of Kusach, he was able to prevent himself from eating a milchig dish together with his meat. But if he did not know the ingredients of Kusach, he might not have known. So that's where you see the importance of knowing what the different products are. Okay, so now we're finally ready to get into the nuts and bolts of what's happening. From the beginning of the parak until here, the discussion was about the different products and what they are. But now we're going to discuss a little bit the Chiddush of our Perik. And I want to just explain the two Klalim that we're talking about so that we have clarity in the Gemara. There are two types of products that are Neugeya in today's Gemara and in, and, and in this Perik, in the, in the Mishnah. The Mishnah discussed some products that they're, they're not Chametz, but they have Chametz ingredients. So... So there, there are different dinim. It's not absolute, what we call chametz be'en. It's not, it's not like pure chametz. But because of the chametz ingredients, of course, you're not allowed to eat it on Pesach. 
And we have to see what the Makar is, what the source is, and what the Geder is of that Iser. But that's one of the cases in the Mishnah. For example, the beer that's mentioned in the Mishnah, or the Kusach that's mentioned in the Mishnah. Those are foods that have many ingredients, and one of the ingredients is Chametz. And in those cases, the Mishnah said that you're over a lav, you're not allowed to have it in your house on Pesach, and you're over a lav if you eat it, but the person is not chayiv kores if he, if he eats it. That's one type. There's another type where it is actually pure chametz, but it's what's called chametz noiksha. Chametz noiksha is chametz that's bad, it's not edible. So, it's used for whatever it's used for. There are different different purposes for chametz noiksha, and that's some of the other products that we did that we that we discussed. That like the glue that we talked about, um, and things like that. Different types of products that could be pure chametz, but they're pure chametz, but they're not so edible. And if they're not so edible, also that's the what the Mishnah is talking about when the Mishnah says that you're over a lav, but you're not chayiv karetz. Okay, so now what we're going to do now is try to discover the source of this idea that these two categories, what we call ta'aroives, which is a mixture, and what we call chametz noiksha, which is chametz that's not so edible, that both of these are chayiv, are chayiv belav, they're chayiv malkus, but there's no... We said that these things have a love. Who is the Tana that holds? The Chometz Dogon Gomor Al Yedeta Aroives. That Chometz, which has pure, like absolute grains, however, they're in a mixture, or Venoiksha Be'ene. Or it's noiksha, meaning it's not so edible, but it's pure chametz, belav. That those two cases, you're over a lav, but there's no kares. Omar Rav Yehuda, Omar Rav. Rav Yehuda, Omar Rav says, you know who the Tana is? The Tana is Rav Meir. He. It's Rav Meir. The Tanya, because we learned in Abraisa. Seir. Now, I want to stop for a moment here to talk about what Seir is. Because Rashi says something very revealing here. Rashi says that there's a difference between se'er and se'er. So I want to clarify that. Se'er is yeast, is something that has the ability to make other things into chametz, like the starter stuff that they people are using in their sourdoughs that became very popular recently. So that's se'er, it's, 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 it's mechametz, it causes other things to become chametz. That is not the subject of our Gemara. Se'er is dough that just began to become chametz. It's the initial stages of chametz, it's before it became nischametz kol tzarkai. It's the process of chametz began, and therefore it's considered it's considered chametz because it's the beginning of the process. Um, now, as we're going to see, there is a machloikis when dough has reached the stage that it's called the chimutz began. The machloikis is between Rab Meir and Rab Yehuda. This is a, a mishnah later on. Rab Meir says that it's called seir. When the dough became light, when it becomes, we, we saw this previously also, 
that if it if if it turns if it turns light the dough turns like white so that's a simon that it's becoming chametz. Um, Rabbi Yehuda says that that's not called chametz at all. That's before it's called chametz. Rabbi Yehuda says the stage that's called that it began to become chametz that the chemical process of chimutz has taken hold of this dough is when the dough begins to crack. When cracks start developing on the surface of the dough, so then like thin cracks, so that means that there's a chemical process of like a certain fermentation that's happening in the dough, and that's considered that the process begun. According to Rabbi Yehuda's case is more is further along than Reb Meir's. Reb Meir holds even if it's at the very beginning of the process that it just turned colors, you know, that the color changed, that's already enough to consider it chametz. Reb Yehuda says that Reb Meir's case is not yet considered chametz gummer, but rather you have to wait until it develops crack. So let's see this case now. Now that we have this information, so Ditanya, we learned in a brayso seir. If you have this seir, this this beginning to become chametz dough, ye saref, it should be burned. The nice cowboy, or he can give it to his dog. The ha'oichloi, but if somebody eats it, be'arboim, he gets malchus. Forty means malchus. He gets malchus. Now this brayso doesn't seem to read, and the Gemara spells it out beautifully. The Gemara says ha'gufa kasha. This the, this inher- this brice is inherently schwer, it's inherently difficult to read. Amrit Sayor Yisarif. On the one hand you said that Sayor needs to be burned. So that what are you saying? You're calling that means that it's chametz. Alma, what do you see from there? Asr Bahano, they not that I have hana from it. The Hodartani, and then you say the nice nailifne kalba that you can give it to your dog. Giving it to your dog, that's having ano. Alma mutter bahano. So that means it's mutter bahano. So what's going on here? Is seyer mutter bahano or is it aser bahano? What's happening here? So the Gemara says, no, no, no. You have to know how to read this b'risa. This is a, a delicate b'risa. The way you read it is as follows. This is what you say. Seyer yisarif. Seyer has to be burned. Dereb meyer lereb meyer. Dereb yehuda lereb yehuda. If it reaches the level of Reb Meir's seyer, then according to Reb Meir it has to be burned, because it's kachametz. If it reaches the level of Reb Yehuda's seyer, then it started to crack, so then according to Reb Yehuda it has to be burned. However, the noisnei lefnei kalboi, but you're allowed to give it to your dog, de Reb Meir, if it reaches the stage of Reb Meir, Le Reb Yehuda, according to Reb Yehuda. In other words, Reb Yehuda will say, I hold that it's not called chametz until it develops cracks. And therefore, if it just turns colors, if it just turns light, hechsifu panav, which is Reb Meir's stage, I hold be'etzim, it's mutter. And therefore, you can give it to your dog. Now, Reb Yehuda did say a person shouldn't eat it then, but you're allowed to have hana from it, and you could give it to your dog. So that's just interesting. The reading here: the nice nayluftnei kalba. You give it. To, you can give it to your dog. Derab Meir, That's the 
the madrega of Reb Meir. That's that's um, we're talking about when it reaches the stage of Reb Meir, according to Reb Yehuda. Now the last stage of the brisa, the ha'oichloi ba'arboim, and if you eat it, you're chayev malchus. Asan le Reb Meir. So that will be according to according to Reb Meir. In other words, if it's if it's the if it's the uh, stage of Reb Meir, Reb Yehuda will, will say that you could give it to, uh, to 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 a dog. You can have enough from it. But Reb Meir will say that no, that if you eat it, you get malchus. Reb Yehuda won't agree with that because Reb Yehuda holds that be'etzim it's mutter then. So says the Gemara, Sham Inon Leila Rab Meir. So what do we see? We see, based on this explanation of the Brisa, we see that Rab Meir holds that Noiksha Be'ene Belav. That if it's Noiksha, if it's not so edible, because, and this is a very important point, that Seir, when it's in the process of becoming chametz, it's not so edible. Even though if we would let that process continue, it may become edible, but while it's in the beginning of the process, it's called chametz noiksha, it's not so edible. And you see, based on the way we understood this b'risa, that Reb Meir holds that you get malchus if you eat it, so that sounds like you're over a lav. We know there's no malchus unless you're over a lav. So it says, Sham inon lei, Meir, you see that Rameir holds, noiksha be'ene, that if it's be'en, if it's pure chametz, which this dough is pure chametz, according to Rameir, and it's noiksha, because it's not so edible while it's becoming chametz, belav, that you're over a love. And if you recall, that was one of the two things that we were searching for. We were searching for the makar, that if it's not so edible, you're over a love. And also, if it's edible, but it's only a mixture that you're over alive. So the Gemara goes on to say, the Cholshekein, and for sure, Dogon Gomer al is for sure, if you have grain that's in a mixture, that you're going to be over alive as well. Now, this for sure seems to be just like a Agav point in the Gemara, but Rabbi say this Cholshekein is a major point in this Gemara. That you see from here that Rav Yehuda, Omar Rav, who said that the Tana is Reb Meir, found us a Reb Meir that says that Chometz Noiksha is Belav, because this level called Seor is not so edible. And based on this complex reading of the Brisa, we see that Reb Meir holds the over Olav, because he says if you eat it, you get Malkus. And so all we see is that Reb Meir says that Chametz Noiksha is over a lav, but since Reb Yehuda Amarav held that if you're over a lav for Noiksha, which is not so edible, you're for sure over a lav for a mixture, so therefore you're able to say that the Tana of our Mishnah is Reb Meir, that even though our Mishnah brings both cases, both the case of a mixture and the case of chametz noiksha, that they're both belav, and that's shita's Reb Meir. That is Rav Yehuda's shita, that the more pashita thing to, to, to be chayiv is if it's edible chametz, but it's a mixture. So if you're going to say that it's a lav, even when it's not so edible, so certainly it's going to be a lav when it is, a, when it is edible and it's a mixture. As we'll see in a moment, not everyone agrees with that. 
Rav Nachman Omar, Omar Rebbe Lezerhi. Rav Nachman says, if you're looking for a Tano that holds, that a mixture of chametz and chametz that's not so edible are over a lav, that is not Reb Meir. He doesn't agree that it's Reb Meir. He says it's Reb Eliezer. Where do you find that? The Tanya, as we learned in Abraisa. Al, it really doesn't get clearer than this. Al chametz dogon gomor onoshkaris. If a person eats pure chametz that, that's made out of grain, you get kares. Okay, that we know. Al eruvoi, if it's a taroivis, if it's a mixture, belav. You're over a lav, divir abeliezer. Okay, the chachamim oimrim, the chachamim disagree with rabeliezer, and they hold that al chametz dogon gomor anush kares. They hold that if it's pure chametz, you get kares, like we said. But al iruva, if it's a mixture of chametz, below klum, you're not chayev anything. They hold the taroivis chametz is not chayev. A mixture of chametz is not chayev. But but in any event, you see that Rebbe Liezer holds that a mixture of chametz is over a lav. Now here it's the opposite. Over here we only see that Rebbe Liezer holds that a mixture is a lav. Who says that he holds that chametz noiksha is a lav? So look what the Gemara does here. Vishaminon Leila Rebbe Liezer, we see that Rebbe Liezer holds the Omar that he says, Chametz Dogon Gomor Al Yedeta Aroives Belav. That if you have the Chametz that's made from grain, and but it's in a mixture, that you're over a lav. And certainly, if it's pure chametz, but even if it's not so edible. So you understand what, I just want to clarify what's happening here. We'll make the whole next Gemara easier. Um, what's happening here is that Rav Yehuda Omarav holds that it's more pashat to be over a lav um, it's more pasha to be over a lav of, uh, of, of edible chametz, even if it's in a mixture. So if we find that Reb Meir says that, that spoiled chametz is over a lav, so kol shekein, a mixture of chametz. Reb Nachman says it's more pasha to be over when it's pure chametz, even if it's not edible. So therefore, if you find that that's a, that a mixture is chayev, so certainly pure chametz, even if it's not so edible. So depending on what each one holds is more pashat, that's what causes one to hold like Reb Meir and one to hold like Reb Eliezer. Let's see, the Gemara spells this out. The Gemara says as follows, Why didn't Rav Nachman say like Rav Yehuda Omarav? Rav Nachman, who says it's Reb Eliezer, did not hold like Rav Yehuda, who said it's Reb Meir. Omar Lecha, because he'll say, I don't agree with your kol shekein. Dilma, maybe, ad kan leko Omar Reb Meir hasam elenoik she Maybe Reb Meir only said you're over a lav if you eat chametz that's not so edible. Avul chametz dogon gomer al yedeta aroivis, but a mixture of chametz, that's made from grain, even if it is edible, loy, that we don't have a raya that you're chayev. He doesn't hold that it's a kol shekev. 
And Rav Yehuda goes the other way. Rav Yehuda, my timer, Leomaka Rav Nachman. Why didn't Rav Yehuda say like Rav Nachman? Omer Alecha, he'll say, Adkan Leiko Omer Rebbe Lezer, Ha'asam Alecha, Meitzdogon, Gomer Al Yedei Ta'aroivis. Rebbe Lezer only said you're over a lav if you eat Chametz Gomer, that's edible, but it's a mixture. Avol Noiksho Be'ene, but if it's not edible, even if it's Be'en, Leomer, we don't know that he said this. The Gemara says, Tanyo Kavose de Rav Yehuda. We have a brysa that seems to be a raya to Rav Yehuda. The Pasuk says, Kol Machmetzes Loisei Chelu. Kol Machmetzes Loisei Chelu. This Pasuk is an important Pasuk because we keep discussing the lav uh, that, that you're over if you eat a mixture or Chometz Noiksha. And the source for this lav is Kol, is the reboy of Kol. Don't eat any chametz. In other words, even chametz that you're not chayiv chorus for, you shouldn't eat. So, lerabois, this includes cases of mixtures. Okay? What are the mixtures? Lerabois, this includes kusach habavli, which was a mixture, the sheikhar hamodi, which was a mixture mentioned in the Mishnah, the chaymet ha'edoimi, the zesom hamitzri. All of these are edible mixtures. And that's what's included from the Pasukal Machmetzes Lo Yisoycheilu. Yochel Yehei Onosh Kores. You might think that you get a punishment of Kores for um, for eating these things. Talmud Leimer, the Pasuk says, Ki kol oichel chametz v'nechresa. It says, only if you eat pure chametz do you get Kores. Al chametz dogon gomer, on pure chametz Onosh Kores. That's when you get chorus. But when it's a mixture of then it's a lav. Now, Man Shamit lay the Omar. Now, this is very, very interesting. Man Shamit lay the Omar alay ruvay belav. Who's the one who says mefurish that if you have a mixture, you're over a lav? That was Rebbe Eliezer. We had a brysa that said that Rebbe Eliezer says, we had a little bit earlier, by the end of the narrow lines, a few lines ago, that Rebbe Eliezer says that a mixture you're over a lav. Now, think about it. Look at this brysa that we just read. The brysa gives four examples of things that you're not allowed to eat. Kusachabavli, Sheikhar Hamadi, Chaymetzo Edoimi, Zeisum Hamitri, all of them are mixtures. Why doesn't the Brisa say one case of chametz that's not so edible, of chametz naiksha? So it would seem that whoever the Tana of this Brisa is holds that a mixture is over a love, but not such edible chametz, but chametz naiksha is not over a love. So since we identify the one who says that a mixture is over a love is Rebeliezer, you see that Rebbe Eliezer does not hold that kol shekein chametz naiksha. And if Rebbe Eliezer does not hold kol shekein chametz naiksha, then the Tana of our Mishnah that says that both a mixture and chametz that's not so edible, you're over a lav, must be Rebbeir. So we have a riot, Reb Yehuda Amarav, who said that it was Rebbeir. The ilu naiksha be'ene loika omar. Naiksha be'en... The, the, if it's not so edible, even though it's, re, it's pure chametz, that, that, that he didn't say. So shmami no, we see from there, noik shol Rebbe Eliezer, 
we see the Rebbe Eliezer doesn't hold of the the Isser Lav of Noiksha, so that leaves our Mishnah to be Rebbe Meir. And even though we have a few lines left to the Amid, we will stop here with Daf Mem Gimel Amid Aleph and be Mamshich next time. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shear on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Daf in Shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.